welcome to Bound by Books, a podcast of authors across the genre where we're talking about that one thing that we're all bound by, books. I am one of your hosts, writer Danielle Bannister, and today I am joined by guest host, writer R.J. Keller. Welcome! Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I love this show, and I am so excited to be um, a guest, so guest well, host. We are thrilled to have you here. So you, over at Bound by Books, we, we, we typically have about five authors that sort of rotate on the schedule and we've had yes. one author who has had to sort of take some personal time away from medical and health issues and things like that so mm-hmm. that's fine good but the, the show must go on right so we thought <laughs> well why don't we ask some of our writer friends to sort of yeah. host uh, sort of in her absence and so some... I was the first person that was asked to ask someone to host and I was Woot. like I know exactly who I am going to ask well, um, because the topic that I wanted to talk about today, <laughs> I think is one that you and I can really dive into a little bit, but yeah. before we do that, can you let okay. people know who you are, what you write, that sort of thing. So we get a little background. I could probably do that. Um, I'm RJ Keller. Um, I live in Maine. Huh? <laughs> um I have been writing for, oh my gosh, I have lost track, um, probably 15 years. I was going to say, it's longer than me, I, so yeah. Oh man, I have one published book, which I just happen to have with me. It's called yeah, Waiting for Spring. Tip that to the side, because you say one book, but look at how big, thick it is. I want to see the thick. Oh, I see. That's a yes. thick book. That yes, there's one book in my opinion. It, it really kind of doesn't. There's one review that states um, it could double as a murder weapon. So I don't know if that's a selling point or not. I'm but just in case it. it is, I thought I would mention that. Keep it by your bedside but table. You could use that's it in right. a pinch. You know, you just never know. Put it in your, you know, a purse. I mean, you could just have it available. Yeah. But what, um, what is it about? Oh, yes, without, because without not just a weapon. Without No, I'm, I'm not a fan of spoilers. No, it is, <laughs> it is, um, I would not call it a romance. I would call it probably um, women's fiction. And it is a, about a woman in Maine who lives in a rural area. She moves to an even smaller town after a divorce, trying to escape her past. But we all know that just doesn't work. Your past is you. So she starts up with a, with a new young man and basically starts making the same mistakes all over again, like we all do. Um, and it's, it's just as much, actually, um, I think, about the, the, the state of Maine and the issues that, um, that rural people who live in poverty face. Um, so, yeah, that's what my book's about. Yeah, it's a very gritty and raw and real uh book it, it it doesn't it's not like a, a glamoury it's this is it this is you yeah. know this is what it is to to live in rural Maine and yep living in rural Maine as you and I <laughs> we can attest to the fact that yeah that's a pretty spot on uh, description yeah well thank you I did try I think gritty is the perfect word um Actually, uh, one of my uh, other writer friends once said that there should be a genre called grit lit. <laughs> and if there mm. were, I think that's probably what this would be. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Could that be cool? It's so frustrating that, 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 that this book has to sort of be lumped into women's fiction because yes. there is no really category that it fits in nicely. I'm like, right. When you put it in women's fiction, people just assume that it's this light you know, yes. frilly thing. And, and, and yeah. it's not. 
And no, I just instantly says, well, men wouldn't like this. Right. And that's the other thing. I actually chose a pen name that was not where where it was initials so that someone could see it and not think, oh, that's, you know, a woman wrote that a man wrote that whatever. It's just an author to try to, to help that out. Um, it's very frustrating. There's no such thing as men's fiction. You know, it's just, we, we really need to figure out a way to not have that be a thing. Yeah. It's, it's a little maddening. It's a little frustrating that that is still a thing that's happening even now. Um, so, so the reason why I asked you here of all of, I have a lot of author friends, but I I had to ask you because, well, in full transparency, we know each other quite well this this should just (laughs) we should just know this we live in the same state we live in the same county we're about what 20 minutes away 15 if you're going past the speed limit if i'm driving it's about 15 (laughs) we're we're in the same area of 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 living um and we have actually we do a show ourselves yeah (laughs) between two couch couch cushions (laughs) we we talk shop about our books and and things like that um so we do know each other we do have a history um and we've Mm -hmm. known each other for it's got to be about 10 years um i think i think it's 12 years i i'm good with dates it could be i'm i'm not (laughs) I'm not good with dates. <laughs> it very well could be because I remember we met we met at picnic, right? At the yes, uh, uh, yep, at, at the, the Belfast pic- Maskers at the play. The play. Picnic. Yes, not, not a like picnic. At a That's picnic, right, <laughs> but a play called the picnic. I think it is. I don't even think it's. Pic- I don't know. It's it's been picnic. a hot minute since I've been in it. I don't know if it's the picnic yes. or picnic. Um, <laughs> but we met there and th- just through you know being actors I heard that you were a writer and you had you had self-published you were one of the people that self-published when self-publishing wasn't a thing really I mean it was a a thing that people did but it was like ew you self-publish it It was very looked down on yes right yeah yeah and I remember going how did you do it how did you do it (laughs) and you kindly said I don't know if I'm doing it right but this is what I did, right? And yeah. we became pretty fast friends after yes. that, right? Yeah. So, yep. so that's what did it, I think. Why did you decide to, to, to go that route? That's a great question. So this was um, back in roughly 2008, I, I think. And um, I had written the book and I had polished it. I actually have a friend who was an editor who was kind enough to look it over. So then I did another rewrite <laughs> um, because. Um, And then I did what writers are told to do. I shopped it around to literary agents. I did my research. How do you write a query? You know, the perfect, you know, letter and the synopsis and all of that stuff. And I sent it out to over a hundred of them. And I got, (laughs) yes, I got responses back from um, 22, which is a lot, actually. That's a pretty good percentage. Um, And I got turned down by all of them. Um, one of them said, I love this book. Like what happens is, you know, you send it in and if they like it, they'll say, Oh, like a a, a query. And then they'll ask for a couple of chapters. Mm -hmm. And then if they like that, they'll ask for the whole book to look over. And I had three who actually asked for the whole book, which was pretty exciting. And one of them said, I love it, but I would not know how to market it. And so I was like, well, I bet I could figure out how to market it. I mean, who better than the author? And I had no idea about 
how you, I didn't even know self-publishing was the term. I just thought I could build the book and sell it, you know? And so I went online to do research and this is right around the time the Kindle first came out and everybody started, you know, Hey, I can, you know, self-publish. And I found some authors who really helped me out, taught me how to, you know, format the, the, the file for the Kindle, how to format the book and put it out there. Um, it didn't sell a whole bunch, you know, I mean, it it was in the desert for a while until, um, I will not mention the author's name, but an author who at the time was very anti self-publishing, um, was very, uh, he had a blog about it and basically all these books are trash. They're this, they're that. And someone who had read my book, put a comment on his blog and said, that's not true. I found this self-published book. Here's a link to it. Everyone should read it. And then, (laughs) and they did, and then they did. (laughs) So then that caught the attention of um, an Amazon publishing wing called Lake Union Press. Um, Long story short, they signed me on. And so I am currently no longer self-published, but um, it is still. But just so many different avenues that you can take. Mm, Oh, definitely. It's just, it's just phenomenal. Um, Yep. So now to, to get to the actual reason, the, 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 right. the, the crux of what we're talking about today, <laughs> um, <laughs> I wanted to talk today because this is something I, I'm not sure, maybe one other author in our group could, could talk about, but was the idea of co-authorship, where you take mm-hmm. on yes. a project together, you're writing one project on the same thing. Um, I've co-authored things before. I have a trilogy that I've written with fantasy author Amy Miles, um, Netherworld, Hollow Earth, Isle of Glass. We co-wrote that together and I've collaborated in Havenwood Falls, which is a a shared world. So you had to kind of collaborate with other authors because you're using their characters. So it's it's a a different sort of collaboration. And I'm also collaborating with a local Maine playwright for an upcoming work where he's writing the full length play for the, the show that my characters are rehearsing in my novel. So it's, again, a unique, different collaboration. I'm but- super psyched about that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're, that, that's coming. That's coming. Um, I just <laughs> to go to the editor and get the cover made, but it's coming. Right. Um, but I wanted to talk about the collaboration that you and I started. So yes. do you remember even how that conversation came about? about or you know it's funny you should ask because when you asked me to do this podcast I really had to think you know because it was a while ago but memory. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if I remember correctly we were over at your house yep. commiserating about life probably and you were commiserating about a particular thing and I won't right. say what but and I and I said you should write a book about that and you said, oh, I don't know. It's too close. And I said, what if I help you? And you're like, nah. And they're like, oh, okay. And then I, I think probably we had some wine. And after we the wine, did. we both decided it was the best idea we'd ever heard. <laughs> so It is. Yeah. yeah. So so we started a collaboration. This was years ago. This was yes. a while ago. It was a while Life ago. Life has happened. Okay. In between yes. that wine-filled <laughs> idea and now. Life has happened. The yes. idea isn't dead. No. The collaboration isn't over. No. But we had some life we had to get through. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of napping, but it's still there. 
<laughs> right. So I wanted to talk to you about, because I think this was your first collaboration, right? With yes. A, with a writing project, obviously, you yes. other things in your life, but right. it was a first for you. And I'm, I'm curious what that experience was for you, because I know that I'm, I am difficult perhaps to deal with. <laughs> okay. I would not say difficult. Here's the thing. I Is think it- you and I probably could not be more opposite in our approaches to writing. So it wasn't that it was difficult. It was just like, oh, I have to start thinking about things and planning and plotting because that's you, ye of 7,000 planners. Um. (laughs) I have one planner to rule them all, just different notebooks for different books, but yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And I am very much kind of a pantser, fly by the seat of my pants. And so I think... I actually think that's a great combination to have because what I was finding is I was kind of going off on my, like I call them writing exercises. What would the character do? Let me just do this whole, you know, uh, you know, she goes to the park and what does she encounter? Like, this is how I do it. I want to get into the character's heads. And then after I'm like, okay, I know this character. All right. What do we want to do with them? That that's kind of my process. And plot comes from after um, I, I kind of figure out the characters. Whereas you are very much, how about we plan this and, and here's the plot beat and which I had never done before. So that was really good for me to have exposure to, you know, an actual person who knows how to plan and plot and logic and stuff. And I've actually taken to doing some of that in my own writing on my own. So that's why I say writing with you was not difficult. It was just, (laughs) it was a very different way of doing things. In fact, if anything, I feel bad for you because um, my husband is also very organized and he loves me to pieces, but I also drive him crazy because of my lack of organization. So I'm imagining that that's how you were feeling at least a little, if not more than well, I think, I think for me, I, I still remember actually you were over here and we, we were outlining and I was taking yes. flashcards. I, I, I taped out, right. I taped out with masking tape, kind yep. of a, a plot outline where, you know, you yep. your normal, this is my normal every day. And when it starts yep. to go up, what's the thing that starts to have the roller coaster go up and it yep. goes all the way up to the climax <laughs> and then it comes down and, and just taking some index cards and we were just brainstorming ideas because yep. we didn't really yep. even know what our book was going to be about. So nope. we were like, well, what if we did this? And we were just kind of just seeing if we could throw a, a, a plot together. Yes. Before, yep. Because I think that's one of the things that I did learn at least through collaboration is that mm-hmm. even if you're not a, a planner, Mm-hmm. you both have to be on the same page. Yes. And if definitely. you're not on the same page, it just becomes a nightmare project. And that's sort of where an outline is essential. Even if you don't like them, they become essential because you need to know what you're writing toward. Yes. So that everybody's working toward the same goal. Now, I know that there are some author collaborators who will, one person will write the first draft of the story. And then it's the right. other author who will go back and, do the second draft or add in the the prose or whatever maybe one author is really strong at like just getting the dialogue out and the other one is really good at the prose so they'll they'll do it that way which is Mm -hmm. totally fine but sort of that second author has to accept that this is the plot right because this is you know so you you have to sort of come to an agreement on which way you want to approach it so there is right so that you don't have you you're both going in completely opposite directions 
while you're at your own computers. <laughs> and I think what was the most uh, surprising for you was not, you know, the, the lack of, of plotting or planning. It was just how very different we approach first drafts. Mm, yes. Completely opposite. And I'm not saying that there's one right way. They're just completely right. different. And yes, there's there's no wrong way or right way. But I think how we were sort of doing is we were assigning chapters. Like you would yes. take this chapter, I would take this chapter. And so yep. I would write, I tend to write mostly dialogue in my first right. drafts. I tend yep. to be dialogue heavy. And then in my second and third drafts, I'll go in and I'll go, oh yeah, I guess I got to describe where they are, <laughs> where and, um, and, but it's the actor in me. I'm, I'm more concerned with what, right. how are these characters interacting with each other? So I want to know right. the action before I fill in the other stuff. Um, so that those would be my chapters, mostly dialogue. Yep. Your chapters were very, <laughs> they were more like paragraphs of like, like what, I guess, how would you describe what they were? I would say, so um, basically I have like a scene in mind, in my, in my mind. And then, so I sort of write out, um, so at this point, you know, person, you know, the mm -hmm. character, um, what we need from her is she has to learn X, Y, or Z in this. So what we're going to, like this, is, I basically narrate what I'm going to write in my second draft. And if I think of like snippets of dialogue that I definitely think, oh, this is exactly what I want them to say, or Ooh, don't forget it's important. She's wearing a blue dress. You know, like these are notes I put in the margins. And it's just really, I can imagine very off-putting for someone who's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> because that's my first going, draft. Wait, did she give me the right thing? Is this what she was <laughs> then like, oh, this I, is just how she does it. This is just yeah. her process. Yeah. Which is totally fine. And but then, very different from yours. Very different. And so <laughs> yeah. for you, the second draft is where you. Yeah, put in all the, it's, I, I guess I would say we're actually right. To me, I think my first drafts are probably um, not an outline because they're definitely not as organized. A detailed but, outline, maybe. Uh, a very, very detailed, detailed outline. Beat, a, yeah. a very detailed beat within. Yes. Yeah. Does, and then you describe the scene mm -hmm. and what you want yes. to happen there. Yep. But yep. not necessarily then, the dialogue that happens. Right. Or, and I don't actually like, like, like tell the story. It's basically, you know, that's, that's my second draft. Right. So um, like, like all those things I just said, I, um, if, if, if I was writing the character from a first um, person point of view, that's when I would start writing. I walk down the stairs and blah, blah, blah. Right. And as opposed to the um, outline, which is she's going to do this stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, it's right. almost like I'm telling myself the story, but right. then writing it down at the same time. That's an outline. You're outlining. Oh, damn it. <laughs> You're outlining. You're outlining. Oh, okay. And then your oh, well. second draft is technically probably your first draft. Probably my first draft. It's okay. First draft. But, so maybe that's but, why you know. we had such a time because you were writing a first draft and I was just outlining. <laughs> but we, we did have an outline sort of to go. Oh, we, like yes. An, an, yeah. An, an we did. Excel. I don't even know what, what format we put it in, but I think it was it Excel. With we shared it in a Google Drive. Yeah. There, yeah. there it was. Look at us collaborating yep. like we know what we're doing. Look at us go. But you know, it, that that's important because I remember like when I had to collaborate with Amy, she and I, mm -hmm. we lived in two different states. So it wasn't right. like we could just sit down together and talk mm -hmm. about what we were going to do. We right. had to, basically we had a drive dock open. We had one drive dock and mm -hmm. we had our little spreadsheet and she took yeah. this chapter. I took this chapter. 
and yeah. you know, we put in there what we were writing and, and so on and so forth. So it was, it was very, it was very tedious and it, and it did sort of restrict you because you're like, Oh God, I gotta stay. Like if you had a really good idea, right. It wasn't yeah. like you could go, Oh, I'm going to veer off because that idea could affect not just this yes. book, but the next two down the line, because you exactly out where those two books were going. So yep. it can create ripples if you, <laughs> if you don't know what you're doing. Um, and also right. like with the collaboration that I'm doing with, with Randy, I, I, I didn't really know what I needed from a play. I just know that I needed a play that my right. actors in my story could rehearse. And so with him, we had to sort of collaborate. He's like, well, what are the ages of your characters? Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good place to start. <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're in their 30s. And, you know, this is kind of what I envision what they look like. So I sent him my sort of character sheets. And then oh, yeah. from there, he was like, okay, at least now I know who the the cast of characters are and I'll try Mm -hmm. to craft a story with that particular group that you've already started on that's very cool where I'm writing sort of this you know light romantic sort of comedy he's Mm -hmm. writing a very serious drama so it's it's even genre wise they're completely different but we had to collaborate with each other to make sure that it would even if nobody ever makes the connection that these two are connected, it was really fun for us to sort of play around. Yeah. And, you know, like, don't what a great juxtaposition though. Cause we're rehearsing yeah. that line and yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I love the idea of like a lighthearted comedy and then the play and it's like dark and yeah. you know, yeah. And, and then once the play is produced, Oh my gosh, I just love this whole, there are, there are plenty of cross pollination. Definitely. Which is what I would thought was fun. And I wanted to have a main play, right? Because I thought, yeah. Hey, wouldn't that be fun? Little did I know that poor Brandy had never actually written a full length play, but he had oh. always wanted to. So well, I there was you go. able to fulfill a dream. Nice. And my incessant nagging and reminding <laughs> like I did with you. You're it's just probably very... what get, got him to the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, it's what helped me, I mean, get to the finish line of our first draft. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's sort of where our book uh, is right now. We have yeah. a first draft. Yep. It's got some chapters that have dialogue and some uh-huh. that have Fitter. outline beats. <laughs> Yes. You see, I was going to say crap. So you were much nicer. (laughs) So it's, it's there. We just have to, you know, carve out the time to, you know, now that life has sort of settled down a little bit. Yes. Yeah. I'm back to it. And it's so funny because I've actually been doing that thing. I mean, you know what this is like when you're thinking about your character and, and, and start to imagine and wander. I've started doing that with our characters. So nice, you know, hang tight. That's a good, that's a good segue because I think there was something unique that we did with, well, maybe it's not unique, but it's unique for us, what we did with one of our particular characters. So we, we had one particular, our male sort of, uh, hero, uh, <laughs> we started creating a Pinterest board of just like inspiration. So we would know how to describe them and what they looked like. Yep. <laughs> but why don't you tell people, um, who, who that was and sort of how that so um, we were just grabbing like random pictures of people, you know, like, sure. oh, I think this, she looks kind of like how I'm seeing it. What do you think? You're like, how about this? Oh, yeah. Okay. But it wasn't anyone famous, you know? 
just people that we could look at to go, this is what they look like when we're describing them again, just so we're on the same page. Right. Exactly. You know, so that we don't have like, you know, red hair and blonde hair, you know, exactly. Um, so then I don't even know how, but I was scrolling through Pinterest and there was a picture of Paul Rudd that came up and I was like, Ooh, Paul Rudd, I really like him. And then I was looking and because I was really looking for a character, oh, oh, Paul Rudd. I'm like, okay, yeah, Paul Rudd, great. So I pinned Paul Rudd and you're like, yeah, I like Paul Rudd. That sounds good. But then (laughs) um, the next chapter I had to write was the sex scene. And so now in my mind, I've got Paul Rudd in my head. So it was a little bit awkward. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's odd though. Maybe not so odd. I think of all the, you know, chapters I wrote, it's the most in detail. So that's a thing. And, you know, to be fair, thank you, Paul Rudd. You made quite a detailed Pinterest. You became a little Paul Rudd obsessive <laughs> in your oh. research. Don't you think? A little bit? Okay, I mean, perhaps. I love it. But yes. I think well, you were to the nth degree with your research. You 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 dove in well, head first. It's kind of like this. Um, once I wrote the scene, then I got a little obsessed with Paul Rudd for a while. And so I started just pinning all the pictures because, you know, I'm. But who does it? I mean, what's not to love about right? Paul Rudd, right? I and so, know. yeah, exactly. Writing sex scenes now with him in mind is like, that's not a hardship. I don't. It's really not, not. I don't have a. I know who, yeah. who was our inspiration for our, our, our other male interests? Do you remember? Oh, um, Chris Pine. Yes. Oh, I wow. Love me some mm. Chris Pine. Now I want to watch Star Trek again. But anyway. Pine <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that man. That's right. <clears throat> yes. Yep. So let me ask you this in terms okay. of, <laughs> in terms of collaboration, our sort of, our first endeavor into it, what would you say was yep. the easiest part and what was hmm. is the hardest part? Hmm. I think, I, I think I'll start with the hardest part okay. um, only because it's the easiest thing to think about. <laughs> um <laughs> is was just honestly our different styles um and i felt for a while and this was not because you were putting pressure on me but i felt pressure to get my draft more a little bit like yours right out of the gate and um and i had to realize no 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 we each it's okay to have our own separate process Absolutely. and if and as i was trying to write more like you i just I, it wasn't working no, so i I, I was like, okay, nope, back to just how I do it. And then yeah. we'll figure it out later, which, and I know we will, but um, actually I think the easiest part is just the story itself is a fun story, but it's also got some depth to it. So it's just, it's a fun story to write. And yeah. I think that's, that's, that's the easiest. Yeah. And when it, when it came to the actual, you know, the, the, the plot and like what the characters were like, you and I were almost immediately, I think on the, on the same page. Yeah. And we, we've, um, I don't think we've had any like disagreements or anything. We're like, Oh, you know, so far, you know? No, yeah. So I think generally, I think it's been an easy collaboration for me to be yeah. honest. And I think that once we're, once we're able to sort of dive back into it, I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be smooth sailing because we now know how each other works. There yes. is we're sort of through that like awkward sort of dating phase of like, right. Uh, you know, yep. so now, now we know, okay, this is just, that's how they work. This is how I work. Right. It's, it's going to come together. Um, and that 
I think that once we just start putting it on paper, because I, I tend to write a, a first draft and I consider that like my magic draft where nothing goes wrong. It's all right. <laughs> Everything I write is golden. There's going to be zero edits that I need to make. <laughs> I, aren't I wonderful? That's sort of my mindset that I, I don't uh -huh. allow that sort of inner critic in, in that right. first draft at all. I think that's it's just smart. Let it go forward. I don't go back. I just go, go, go forward. I don't hem and haw yeah. about, no, that doesn't work right. If there's something mm -hmm. that I know, oh God, now I need to, where this direction is going, I'm going to have to go back and fix. I'll just put in bracket, brackets, go fix this section later. Yeah. And then just move forward. It's yep. the second draft where I go, okay, now I'm going to look <laughs> at this and realize that it's a lot of, crap and i have to yeah. find those pieces of gold that are actually worth and polish them and make them better right where you really you or at least you used to i don't know if you still do struggled with more of the first draft and you really enjoyed that sort of second draft process yes where yep. is that is that a fair assessment of your practice yes that is still that is still <laughs> the case <laughs> Because even though I do incorporate a little more plotting, um, well, I guess not plotting, but like like you were the big beats that I'm actually thinking ahead about. Um, but yeah, I definitely I'm still like my writing style in the first draft is still the same. And I I call my second draft the magic draft. That is so funny because that's when it's like, OK, I can take all this, like all the ingredients that I've put into yeah. this and then actually make something out of it. So that's my favorite. It's funny that you use that analogy because it, it, it kind of almost is like, I think for you, for you and your drafts is you're assembling the ingredients. You're putting all yeah. of the ingredients on the table with your sort of outline. Like these are the mm -hmm. things that I know that are going to make this magical book. Yeah. Cake. And then that's the yeah. assembling <laughs> it is, is where is the fun. You know? Yeah, exactly. And um, the other thing is I write from a very like, Although I have been in a couple of plays, as you know, I would definitely not consider myself an actor, but I understand the concept of like method acting, mm -hmm. you know, and just really getting into character and all of that stuff. I, I feel like I do the, that only when I'm writing, I'm mm -hmm. getting into my character, like I almost become my character while I'm writing them. And I think that's why in the first draft, I can't, I can't get to that place because I don't know my character yet. Yeah. So I spend that, you know, outlining first draft, whatever you want, I want to call it process. Oh, now, now I know this person. I can live in their skin while I'm writing it. Yeah. So that's, that, that, that's more, I think, like where I'm coming from. Yeah. From and that, that can be tricky too when you're, when you're collaborating because those head spaces might be different. I mean, this, despite right. you know, your best efforts to try to be on the same page, mm -hmm. those internal thoughts of what the character are thinking, unless you're really clear. Um, yeah, I think can maybe sometimes be a little. So I think it, it, if you're if you're collaborating with someone, th those are things that that you should be keeping in mind and definitely you know, paying attention to. What what sort of advice would you give to somebody who's like, you know, what I want to collaborate on this book with somebody? <laughs> what what are some things that you would, you know, say? Yeah, be aware. <laughs> right. Well, um, I think basically what we were talking about just like the writing styles, making sure they don't have to like, I think you and I are a good example of this. They don't have to be the same right. in order to mesh, but they have to mesh. Um, and 
because otherwise it'll be two tonally different things, especially if you've absolutely one character, maybe that's telling the story. Right. Like, like that, that's the case with us. Um, I think, and I haven't done this yet, but if you're, if you're alternating points of view, I would imagine that would be a little easier where you and I, we have the same character and we're in her head. You know, we don't even have that third person point of view to kind of separate our, so, um, so totally, yeah, you do have to be similar. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and uh, I think openness to, what the other person is thinking, because writing is such a personal exercise and it it requires some vulnerability to allow someone to see your first draft. Like, honestly, I'm going to go back to that question. You said, what was the hardest part? That was the hardest part. Hmm. Letting you see my first draft. Oh my God. It was, it was like, it was like, it was like being naked in front of someone. I mean, it was, that's, that's exactly how it feels. Um, so you have to be willing to do that. Um, and you have to know yourself just as, you know, what can, what am I capable of here? You know, what, what can I do? What can I give? How much can I be open? Um, and thick skin, you yeah. gotta have it. I mean, all writers need it, but I think when you're collaborating, it has to be even thicker um, because because of that vulnerability, because that person is seeing your first, second, third ugh, drafts. And there are going to be those difficult conversations of mm, not exactly where I wanted to go with it. Right. Um, so you have to be able to not take it personally, um, which is a lot easier said than done, but that's just And you part have to be process. willing to compromise because there, yes. there could be a point where you just butt heads with yeah. a plot point or a character point and you've, you've got mm-hmm. to find a workaround. Um, yeah that, that makes everybody happy. Um, I think sometimes Mm -hmm. people are like, Oh, let's just collaborate on this. Won't it be fun? And they, they might forget some of the the other steps that are involved. Um, I think it definitely is going to take you more time to collaborate Mm -hmm. on a project because you're not working on just your own writing schedule. You're now, you've got other people involved. Um, and, and then there's also sort of that financial end because, Mm. The, the royalties of that book yep. are now split. So you need yeah. to be thinking about that. I mean, yeah, so are the expenses when you think about right. it. If you're, you're splitting editing costs, you're splitting covering costs. Yep. Yeah, but you also have to think about the back end too in terms of- Right. So just being aware of what what those other yeah. steps are. It's not I also that, let's write together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that's the- it sounds like so easy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think another thing to think about, and you and I had these discussions, mm-hmm. um, is who is the audience of each individual author? Because you have to be able to write a story in a style that will appeal to potentially widely di- you know, diverse um, audiences. Yeah. You and I, for example, I mean, I, I, my, my book is quite gritty. Um, but of course you look at that wonderful catalog of books you got back there. You've got such a wide variety of books that we were like, oh, this is, this is going to be easy, you know, cause you know, you already have, um, an audience. And even though it, the book was going to be a little bit lighter than, than my typical stuff, right. there was still going to be enough of that grit in there to appeal to, the, to my story. readers. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's another thing to keep in mind, which is one of those practical things, but I mean, it is a consideration. 
Yeah, that's that's definitely something that um, when I was co-authoring with Amy Miles on our fantasy trilogy, that was something we really had to think about because Amy was right. at the time strictly a fantasy writer and I was right. pretty much a romance writer. I mean, yep. so our audiences were vastly different. So mm-hmm. we had to figure out a way of how do we make fantasy romantic? And right. A fantasy writer has very different goals from a romance writer. A fantasy right. writer is all about, you know, that world building. Yes. And, you know, she was really into the blood and guts and the gore <laughs> of stuff. And I would work. Right. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and, and so I had to sort of in, inject the romance and the feels, which she was yeah. like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about the feels. I want to punch <laughs> something, you know? And so <laughs> seriously, we, we had to butt heads a lot, not butt heads, but we had to be like, no, this is the part where we're pulling in right. my readers into yep. your world. And when he loses an eyeball and it rolls to the floor, that's your stuff. That, <laughs> you, you have know. fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, those are, those are just very real conversations that, yeah. that you have to have when, yeah. when you're collaborating and you have to see, is it going to be worth the investment of my time? Because yep. you're, you're this is a big, bigger chunk of, of your time. You've yeah. got to think about sort of release schedules and when, mm-hmm. when you'll have time to put this out, when you both will have time to put it out and market it yeah. and promote it. I mean, when within both of your schedules, can you make these things happen? Yep. And so, yeah, it's, it, it's a, it's a big investment, but it can be fun. Yeah. Oh, I, I, wouldn't, I honestly, wouldn't like people. I should probably say it. that too. I, I, I think we've we been having a lot of fun with like it. It's a hard thing. <laughs> don't ever do this this is the worst thing ever, but it's not it's just you just we we encourage right but but go it's in with your eyes open it's not gonna be the same as right. if you're writing your regular exactly it's a completely sort of different process yes <laughs> <laughs> i think we i think we've probably exhausted the the, the topic of, at this point so i guess i just want to thank you for taking oh. time out of your day to be here with us and absolutely i thoroughly enjoyed it i well, i maybe, did maybe we'll be able to ask you back who knows i <laughs> would totally love that <laughs> Be sure to join us next time as we talk more about books and the things that we love about them in Bound by Books. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bound by Books podcast. For more information about the show and all of our hosts, visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. 